Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Democrat witch hunt. Here we go again. They failed with Russia. They failed with recession. They failed with everything. And now they're bringing this up. The one who's got the problem is Biden. Because you look at what Biden did. Biden did what they would like to have me do, except for one problem. I didn't do it. What Biden did is a disgrace. What his son did is a disgrace. The son took money from Ukraine. The son took money from China. A lot of money from China. China would love to see. He would. They could think of nothing they'd rather see. Then Biden get in. Okay, my friends, we're living in the most insane time in American political history. And I can't say it's good to be living through it. It's not good to be living through such crazy times. This came out just 25 minutes ago. Listen to this headline. Source, again, source, says whistleblower didn't have firsthand knowledge of Trump call with Ukraine president. Have you ever heard of anything like this? In other words, is there even a whistleblower? Does a whistleblower even exist? Now they're saying the so-called whistleblower on the Ukraine scandal, he himself or she herself didn't have firsthand knowledge of the call with the Ukraine president. So why now is Bill Weld calling for the death penalty? Why now is Schumer calling for impeachment? Why now is Pelosi shaking in her knickers calling for impeachment? It's getting crazier by the second. The source said that it is made clear in the complaint itself that the whistleblower did not have direct knowledge of the alleged phone call between Trump and Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky, the comedian. By the way, the president of Ukraine is a comedian. I'm starting to think maybe the whole thing is generated by the comedian. Maybe he likes uh, a little fun. I don't know. He's a comedian, the uh, Ukraine. uh. So what is this about? Tell me what this was about. Who is this whistleblower? Well, let's assume that this is real for a minute. Are you ready? Let's assume that Trump did pressure Ukraine and that there's some hero out there who heard the call and heard the threats. Don't you think this whistleblower would come forward now and become a hero to America and the world? I guarantee you he'd get as much acclaim as the 14-year-old girl from Sweden who allegedly rode across the Atlantic to blow the whistle that the world is coming to an end. I guarantee you this so-called whistleblower would be on every news channel. You get a $5 million book deal. Where is this whistleblower? Does he even exist? There's another way to look at it, if you're a total cynic. There was such an event. Trump did threaten him, and they threatened his life. The deep state threatened the whistleblower's life, so he's dummied up. But this is, to me, deliberately spreading propaganda and lies about the president. It's not only from the deep state, it's the fake news liberal media outlets who should, in my opinion, well, I can't say it, it's a family show. Who was this person who made the original complaint? Who even knows what this is going on? This is a dog whistle to the radical left. I like to say the dog, they say dog whistle. Who is behind all of this? And what is this all about? Has this taken shape with the American people? 
Does the average Joe out there whose legs are bloated from the buffets and the salt and the fat and the sugar, does the average Joe out there who can hardly walk, who's on seven medications, does he really know what the Ukraine thing is about? Does he know what a dog is or a whistle is about? Unless the hearing aid is in. And yet hate mogul Trump challenger Bill Weld comes along saying he's going to challenge Trump in a primary and he wants a death penalty. I, I said, no, that can't be real. Bill Weld, I'm calling him a hate mogul. You heard it first in the Savage Nation. I like the ring of the words. Hate mogul. Bill Weld. Now, Bill Weld, as you well know, is, well, you may not know. All I have to do is say the former governor of Massachusetts, and you know everything. And so he says the president committed a, a capital crime. And as a result, it's treason. It's treason. I'm quoting him now. Do we have this sound by Jim? It's treason, pure and simple. And the penalty for treason under the U.S. Code is death. Do we have this? It was on uh, this Joe Scarborough show. Yeah. Let, let's hear this lunatic. you got to listen to this. Talk about pressuring a foreign country to interfere with and control a U.S. election. It couldn't be clearer. And that's not just undermining democratic institutions. Uh, that is treason. It's treason, pure and simple. And the penalty for treason under the U.S. Code is death. That's the only penalty. The, the penalty under the Constitution is removal from office. Okay, and that might that. look like a Listen pretty good alternative. Listen to me how psychotic it's become. Now, what's a triple irony here? First of all, we don't know if it's true, but he already wants Trump tried and convicted and killed. That's number one. But number two, these are the people who oppose the death penalty. Isn't Bill Weld a libertarian who opposes the death penalty? Don't all of the people on the left crochet during their spare time and taste chocolate and go to Provence to drink bad wine that they sell to Americans? Aren't these self-satisfied smug losers, these retired liberals, these smug liberals, aren't they all opposed to the death penalty? Well, now they suggest the death penalty for Trump? For something that we don't even know if it even happened? You talk about insanity. So what is this all about? I think I'm going to just summarize it for you. You probably are bored on it already. I did it already last Friday, and my podcast on the real Ukraine scandal has broken new records. People are listening to it. If you want me to repeat it, I will, but I need to add some new things to it today. Number one, the so-called whistleblower is unknown. Number two, the whistleblower has no firsthand knowledge of this having happened. The whistleblower heard it happen, but doesn't know if it happened. Are you listening to this? You talk about convicting someone on hearsay evidence. What has happened to you liberals? What in the world has happened to you Democrats? How can you live with yourself? And I know the answer. The answer is medication. If you ask me what has changed America more than anything, it's the overprescription of medication, which has dulled the conscience or self-awareness of uh, millions of American people. Now, this deal is so rotten, the Ukraine deal with Hunter Biden. Did you know the deal was so rotten that John Kerry's stepson cut business ties with Biden's son over the Ukrainian oil deal? August 27th, 2019, Washington Examiner. John Kerry's stepson rushed to play damage control at the State Department after his business partner, Hunter Biden, cut a deal with an oligarch-owned Ukrainian gas company in 2014, according to internal State Department correspondence obtained by the Washington Examiner. An email released to the Washington Examiner shows that Biden's decision to join the border of Ukraine's Burisma Holdings 
sparked immediate concern with his inner circle about the political optics. You see, Biden's father, Joe the Tooth Biden, was then vice president and overseeing the Obama administration's Ukraine policy. At the time, Hunter Biden and Christopher Hines, H-E-I-N-Z, remember the name? Christopher Hines, the stepson of then-Secretary of State John Kerry, they co-owned Rosemont Seneca Partners, a $2.4 billion private equity firm. Okay, that's fair. Hines's college roommate, Devon Archer, have you lo- I've lost the audience already. I know this is too much in the age of Twitter. I went past the number of characters the average radio audience can follow. This is double the, the intake of the average audience in radio. It's, it's over. They already turned the station off. They're listening to music, some rap music, to go with their medication. Heinz's college roommate, Devon Archer, was managing partner in the firm. In the spring of 2014, Biden and Archer joined the board of Burisma Holdings, a Ukrainian gas company that was the center of a U.K. money laundering probe. Over the next year, Burisma paid Biden and Archer's companies over $3 million. Are you listening to this? This email was obtained through a public information request filed by the conservative nonprofit group Citizens United. Now, all of you liberals love public information requests. You love exposure. Doesn't this raise questions about why Heinz dropped out of this deal? Why would Kerry's stepson, Heinz, Chris, distance himself from Hunter Biden's decision to join Burisma's board in an email to John Kerry's senior staff at the State Department, ask yourself that question. The answer is because it stank to high heaven. This is the savage nation. Does a whistleblower even exist, we are asking, because a story came out just 40 minutes ago, a blockbuster story. Listen to the headline again. Source says whistleblower did not have firsthand knowledge of Trump call with Ukraine president. Now, I told you on Friday or Thursday of last week when this first broke that this story of trying to pin the tail on the donkey on Trump was going to backfire on Biden because Trump did nothing. And we well, let's say this. You're alleging that Trump did something with no evidence, number one, while there's clear evidence that Biden's son, Hunter, took plenty of money from Burisma on a regular basis. The checks cleared. It was 166000 a month for over a couple of years. That's recorded history. That's known to be recorded. So why are you in such denial? Now we find that the whistleblower, so-called, didn't have first-hand knowledge of the Trump call. So what is this all about? Alex in Connecticut, line one, what is this all about, in your opinion? Hi, how you doing, Michael? Long-time listener of from Connecticut, one of the worst states right now. Right. Political life. I feel like one of the ways the Democrats can get Biden out of the race is by leaking a story like this. All of a sudden, they have to get him out of the race. And next thing you know, Warren's in the head. And all of a sudden, there he goes. He's gone. It's not his fault. It's because of Trump. So you think they, the media in collusion with the DNC is dumping this story and hitting it hard in order to get Biden gone? Does it not seem like it? It's like... The way they're doing this is almost like, well, poor Joe's got to go away because it's too much heat. But it's Trump's fault, though. Well, do, do you think that Trump called the Ukrainian president and threatened him? I don't know. Maybe. 
I wouldn't doubt it. Well, okay, I hear what you just said. You said you don't know maybe, but what we do know that's not a maybe is that Biden's son took money from that from that state. Did, that we know, right? Yeah, in yesterday's show, you brought back, when you brought up 2014, I remember listening to it, and the fact of the matter is that's still public knowledge. It's a fact. So how can they go against that? Even if Trump talks to someone, it doesn't make a difference. All right, I hear you. Just that you're breaking up. The whistling is getting to me. I mean, we're talking about a whistleblower, but the whistling uh, on the call. I first drew attention to the Biden-Ukraine scandal on my national talk show on May May 12th of 2014, as this gentleman just mentioned. And during that broadcast, here is what I said, quote, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, has taken a position on the board of Ukrainian energy producer. In any other time, this would not have been done because people would fear that there would be an indictment or a government would fall. The FBI would investigate. There would be a press outrage. The opposition party would stop all business on the floor of Congress and demand an immediate investigation as to how the VP's son could take a job with a foreign power with whom we're an ally with against Russia. Without seeing this for what it is, you are blind. It doesn't matter whether Biden is a Democrat or Republican. This is crony capitalism. This is the oligarchy. This is nepotism. That is what I said in May of 2014, when none other than the most corrupt president in American history, who the media says had no scandals, Barack Obama was running America like a private tool. Back in a minute. Savage. For small business owners or people who produce their own podcasts, being plugged in and prepared when an opportunity comes up is, is critical. Those moments happen all the time. They're happening now. And having a business card that shows how professional you are in your pocket ready to hand out is the first step to making something happen. You need a business card. Your next big opportunity is coming right now. And Vistaprint is here to help you. Own the now. And Vistaprint is here to help you own the now with free shipping on any business card in any quantity. Did you hear what I just said? Free shipping on any business card in any quantity. You choose whatever style, finish, shape, or paper you like, and you get free shipping. And because you can pick the colors, fonts, designs, and images, it means you can create something as unique and compelling as your own business. Are you ready to get started on your business card? It's this easy. Plug your information and logo into hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own original layout. Pick the paper stock, style, and quantity that's right for you. You can even upgrade to a unique touch like rounded corners on your card. Order and receive your cards with free economy shipping, as if you needed any more reasons to choose Vistaprint. You can feel good knowing that Vistaprint uses only carefully selected inks and responsibly sourced paper stocks. Your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed or your money back. Vistaprint wants you to be able to own the now in any situation, which is why my listeners are going to get free shipping on all business cards, any style, any quantity. Are you ready for your own business card with free shipping? Well, go to Vistaprint.com, enter promo code SAVAGE. You will get that free shipping on all business cards, any style, any quantity. Did you hear me? Vistaprint.com, promo code SAVAGE, limited time offer. Own the now at Vistaprint.com, promo code SAVAGE. Remember this. You support my podcast when you support my sponsors, I want you to go to Vistaprint.com, use promo code SAVAGE, and you'll get that free shipping on all business cards in any style, any quantity. That's Vistaprint.com, 
promo code SAVAGE. Here's a dog whistle to all of you out there. Double. Two dog whistles. One for the Dems, one for the Repubs. A double dog whistle for the Savage Nation. So is this, again, much ado about nothing? A tempest in a teapot? I kind of think so. Because now we're learning that no one even knows if the whistleblower exists. The whistleblower we heard just now had no direct knowledge of Trump call. Are you listening to this? Now, what's going to happen when this Ukraine scandal that doesn't exist unravels in front of Pelosi's Alzheimer brain? Tell me what's going to happen. What is going to happen? How much more can we take of this? I don't know what kind of country we become. Now, we hear that Trump meddled in Ukraine by threatening to withhold aid unless they investigated Hunter Biden. That That's the Democrat side. And we were told last week, that uh, Obama was the most scandal-free president since, I would say, since the Gutenberg Bible. Since the uh, ability to, to print appeared, no one has ever seen a more perfect president, and human being for that matter, than the magical president, Obama. Well, in fact, Obama meddled in foreign elections. Here's six examples. In Kenya, in Israel, in Macedonia, in Libya, in Honduras, in Egypt. I have the details. Obama directly and indirectly meddled in foreign elections by the way so what would you like to talk about you know i would suspect that if i gave you a ukrainian recipe for varenikas or something like that uh you'd be more interested in hearing about the the biden story i suspect that a recipe for ukrainian varenikas would attract more attention than this biden scandal i think people don't care anymore I think everything that we're hearing about Trump is now dismissed by both sides as complete, completely made up by the senile uh, Pelosi and the screecher, the bug-eye screecher. But what do you think? Oakland, Eddie or Edie, line two, go ahead. You're on the Savage Nation. Uh, hi, Michael. I do believe that this is an all-out war against the president to keep his numbers down at least 2 to 3 percent. Jessica Ramucci said we just wanted to keep his poll numbers 2 to 3 percent down, which is probably traditionally the, the margin of winning or margin mm. of losing when you win an, a presidential election. And mm. they, want us, they want him bogged down. They want him busy on that over and over. If this, this is not one of the little a thousand needles, a thousand cuts that the president... Yes, the Arabs had a, a, a way of killing people with a thousand cuts. It was the most sadistic method of killing a man, which was not to execute them directly and instantaneously, but they would kill him with a thousand cuts. Is that what you're suggesting they're doing to uh, Mr. I, Mr. Trump? I think the president told them the only way to bring... Well, let me tell you something. We, the American people, are feeling these cuts ourselves, and we're tired of bleeding because of the lies of Pelosi. It is time for Pelosi, the senile old hag, to step down from her tower and go back to making her damn meatballs. Savage. Hey, listen, I have a message for our listeners that are 50 and over. Retirement is around the corner. Wouldn't you like to get up to 33% more from yours? You see, there's a free book called Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. It's from Annuity General, a leading financial firm on how to maximize your income in retirement. This free book contains little-known truths about annuities told in simple-to-understand terms 
that can help everyone make the right choices before buying an annuity. And like I said, it's free. So you should call 800-589-1089 now. It's free. Call 800-599-1089 now. When you do, Annuity General will throw in a free annuity rate report. The free rate report summarizes rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. So take advantage of getting both free books while you can. Two free books. Call Annuity General at 800-599-1089. 800-599-1089 to receive annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report. Both are free. What do you got to lose? Would you call 800-599-1089 now? 800-599-1089 for two free books. Once again, 800-599-1089. Well, we're talking about the Ukraine scandal, and I'm seeing by the response nobody gives a damn. It's another tempest in a teapot. You've heard it all morning. You've heard it all weekend. You know it's going to go away as another fake corruption scandal that says more about the drug addicts in the media and on the Democrat side than it does about Donald Trump. So we're going to move on, I think. Stephen Maryland, line two, go ahead, please. What's on your mind? Michael, thank you very much. I'd just love to hear you talk about uh, calamari and how to make it well. <laughs> Pasta or poetry, sir. Something deeper than Biden and Ukraine. And the- Well, since Ukraine is in the news, I'm going to talk about how to make a Ukrainian pierogi. Would that work for you? <laughs> that would be beautiful, sir. <laughs> okay. All right. Hang on, everyone. I'm going to talk about Ukraine, but not with regard to the Biden scandal, but how to make a pierogi. My mother, now, by the way, pierogi has several different uh, names to it. It can be pronounced many different ways. Uh, my mother didn't call them pierogies. My mother called them vereniki, verenica. But uh, it has many different names. I'm going to tr- give you all the different uh, generic names of it. Have you, have you ever had a pierogi? You know what they are? Basically, it's a meat-stuffed dumpling. You go to a Chinese restaurant, for example. What do they serve in Chinese restaurants? Dumplings, right? Dumpling soup. Every culture on earth has a variety of this. What's interesting to me is that the fools in America today in the West, the ones who think the world's coming to an end owing to rising sea, sea tides, uh, the, the global warmest, in other words, the ones who say that wheat is bad for you. Every society on earth lives on a wheat-based diet. Everyone uh, that has wheat, access to wheat. Of course, in Asia, they would live on another grain called rice, which has no gluten in it. We know that. But uh, getting back to the pierogi, one of my favorite childhood memories is of my mother, God bless her soul, working in the kitchen, pre- pre- preparing what she called Veronica's. Now, she learned the recipe from my grandmother, who learned it from her mother. It's a traditional Ukrainian recipe. It's one of the most delicious foods ever ate in my life, but she didn't put cheese in it. It's not that we avoided it. We didn't eat much cheese, strangely enough. And it's a dumpling that she filled with potato and, I believe, onion. And I remember tables and kitchen counters filled with row upon row of these Varenikas. And they took her all day to make. She made hundreds of them at once. She did it a few times a year. And if you want to make them, it's really simple. You can, they're called pierogies, pierogi, 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 vareniki, varenica, and more. And what are they? I'm not gonna, you want the recipe or not? Robert, you really want to hear it or not? Let's forget the cheese. Boil your potatoes until they're very soft. 
and then uh, blend the filling use a, using a hand blender or a hand potato masher. You can make the dough by hand or with a food processor. And all it is is flour, salt, and an egg. And you slowly pour in the cooled potato water. You stop adding water when the dough forms a ball. And then you knead the dough. Remember my mother rolling the dough on a floured surface into an Are you listening to this? I know you want to hear politics. Eight inch, one eighth inch thick. And then you take a, what they have today, you know, instruments, a biscuit cutter. She had no biscuit cutter. She took a drinking glass and she cut, <laughs> she cut the dough with a, I'm sorry. I was eating summer succotash during the break. And a piece of corn got stuck in my throat. I'm not to die yet. <coughs> this is not funny. Oh, this is better call 911. My mother used a glass on the dough, and she made rounds of dough, about three and a half inches in diameter. Then what? You take the round of dough in your hand. You spoon in a heaping teaspoon, tablespoon of filling in the middle of the dough. You pull the dough over the filling and pinch it together at the edge, Right. Now, make sure you – I'm starting to sound like someone in radio is actually dying from coughing. This is not a, something really wrong with me. It's I, I ate <coughs> the succotash. The corn is stuck in my throat. I have to take an early break here. <coughs> Hold on a minute. I shouldn't do this on the air. I feel much better now. Now, here's the trick is the boiling of it because um, after you make these pierogies, you boil them, basically. You just boil them in water for about 8 to 10 minutes. No longer, they'll break apart, and they rise to the surface when they are fully cooked, right? Now here is another trick. You ready for the next trick? What's the next trick? Eat them. That's the next trick. Actually, eat them and enjoy them. You don't have to go to a special restaurant. <coughs> All you really need is potato and some salt and some flour and an egg and a, a pot of water. And this is a peasant dish that is sure to please everyone. There, I have given you a, a recipe for a Ukrainian dish in order to avoid talking about the real Ukrainian scandal. The phone number here is 855-407-282. What else can I talk with you about? Does a whistleblower even exist? Apparently not. Hate mogul, Trump challenger Bill Weld suggests death penalty for Donald Trump. Here's a serious story. <coughs> teens, again, teen is a code word for a certain group of uh, Americans. You can't say what they are. Teens kill man in random attack in Maryland at a town fair in a thing called a knockout game. To these, I can't use the word, it's a family show. They're going up to old men and punching them in the face and trying to kill them and knock them down. Uh, this is as a result of the media talking about lies like white privilege and slavery. That is why these wonderful teens are attacking white men at random. In New York City, it's the Jews. In Maryland, it's white people in general. Let's see what else I can talk about that you'd be interested in. Uh, not much, huh? Sage, line one, go ahead, please. Hi, Dr. Savage. I'm 22 years old. I'm starting to lose hair on my temple, and I was wondering what nutrients or vitamins you recommend to help regrow. Yeah, don't you love this? I knew I'd get this. Are you impotent as well? Would you like an impotent recipe, impotence recipe? <laughs> I'm fine with that department, but uh, I'm just just hair. Now, what are you worried about your hair for? If if that part of you still works south of the border, what's the difference if you have hair on your head? <laughs> you know, there's the, the main reason men are worried about the hair is they think women won't like them, right? Do you still date women? Are you getting women? 
Yes, I still do, but everyone in my family has a full head of hair, and that's what's scary. And I still get get women, but it's just a big part of my life, you know? You get women. Don't you love that sexist statement, get women? Don't you love that? <laughs> so, no, really, why do you care about hair loss? Why am I scared of it? Yeah. It's just something you have to experience to, to understand what it's like, like taking a shower and all of a sudden you see all these globs of hair coming out of your head. It's just All right, look, I'm not going to give you medical advice, but I will tell you this. If you have hair falling out while you're taking a shower, I would look into your, your micronutrients such as zinc and selenium. You're probably missing an awful lot of um, micronutrients that are responsible for such kind of hair loss. This is a little different than what I thought. But Sage, since you're calling from Los Angeles and you're still dating women and they don't care whether you have hair or not, what I would say is don't worry about it, okay? Uh, that's all I can say. Connecticut, Peter, line two, go ahead, please. You're on the air. I'm listening to you talking about Varenki, Varenki, pierogi, hair. I cook a lot of it, Dr. Savage. I cook a lot of it. I, make, I, I can't make enough of it. My kids come over and they just they raid the place. It's really good stuff, though. Are you, are you Ukrainian yourself? <coughs> are you Russian or Ukrainian? I'm a Ukrainian. And you do make these paroshkis? I make everything, yes, Dr. Savage. I learned yeah. it from my mother. You see what I'm saying? Men cook in Europe. In America, it's been only recently that men were not ashamed to cook. Do you know that, Peter? I love to cook. It relaxes me to be uh, standing in front of a stove, by the way. Yeah, I'm standing in front of a stove or a smoker. I, I, I smoke a lot of meat. I smoke fish. <laughs> well, I'm coughing right now. I do a lot of that. I really yes. love it. Okay, what's another good Ukrainian recipe? Another good Ukrainian well, I all I like is pierogi. I like uh, uh, galumpki. They would call it galumpki or stuffed cabbage. Oh, I love stuffed cabbage. What's stuffed your recipe? Cabbage, which, what's your, well, my mother made the best. How do you make stuffed cabbage? All mixed up and rolled up in a in, in a, you, you boil a cabbage and you and you leaf it out. Take the big leaves and put the meat in, roll it, and uh, put it in a slow cooker. Oh, that's great. Uh, are Ukrainian men healthy in general? Well, yes, I'm healthy. I, I tell them I broke my hip. I got one leg shorter than the other, and I kind of hobble around, but I still get around. No, but I mean, in general, is the lifespan significant? Oh, yeah. I, I, I forget how old my grandfather was when he died, but and my father was uh, late 80s, so... I and, gotta, and, they, and they ate this kind of food, right? Check out, but... They weren't afraid of wheat. They weren't afraid. afraid. Your grandfather wasn't afraid of gluten, was he? They stay busy. But, no, but he wasn't afraid of gluten, was he? I, I, no, they just, no, I doubt that he was afraid of gluten. All right, folks, the phone number here, if you want to talk about absurd, absurd things or news things, is 855-407-282. We'll be back in a minute. Savage. So <clears throat> we were talking about Ukraine. No one cared about it, as I suspected nobody would. It's been beaten to death. We all know it's a tempest in a teapot and another created scandal that doesn't exist. I would just like to see people pay pay for this. In other words, if there's a whistleblower or a fake whistleblower, whoever blew the whistle on this fake scandal, I'd like to see them punished to the full extent of the law. Now, Hunter Biden <clears throat> is an issue himself. Hunter Biden is a troubled man. Did you know he started dating his brother's widow right after a crack binge? Uh, <clears throat> I'm serious. This is how seriously troubled this young man is. New York Post, July 1, 2019. 
Hunter Biden began dating his brother's widow while recovering from a week spent buying crack from a homeless encampment in Los Angeles. Joe Biden's troubled son, the 49-year-old lawyer, explained the origins of his affair with brother Bo's widow, Haley, and the rock-bottom drug binge that came beforehand. I don't want to read all the details, but don't you think that there's something demented about this whole situation, that the man has such a lack of judgment that he would date his brother's widow, uh, get caught up with crack, and then take payoffs out of Ukraine? Can you believe this? This is the kind of stuff that's going to come up rather than Trump talk to the comedian in Ukraine. You hear? It's crazy. Just crazy. Vince in California, line one. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Yes, um, Dr. Savage, love the show. Uh, I've been in California pretty much my entire life. I'm in my late 50s now. I have had it with the state. Everything is so backwards here. I would much appreciate it if you could commit a couple of segments to people that have exited California, what their experiences, where they've gone, and what their experience has been. It's an interesting question. Not as to, to no, it's an interesting question who's leaving, why they're leaving, and where they're going. Like, where in America are they going? I hear they're going to Montana, uh, things like that. Where, where are you thinking of going to? I'm thinking of Arizona. Could you take the heat? Well, that's I, I, if I went to Arizona, I'd probably get a place in Nevada, Lake Tahoe, uh, Nevada side for the summer, for probably you know. Now, are, are you saying you're September. leaving? Are you saying you're leaving California because of the high taxation, or because of the uh, politics and, and homeless uh, uh, problems? Well, it, it's a combination of things. So the the, the legislature. No, but let's be clear. Is it also due to the 15% state income tax? Oh, yeah. That, that, that's All right, so let, let's be clear. So you can only move to a few states that have no income tax or low income tax. Uh, Washington State is one of them. I would never live there. It's too wet. It also has the highest suicide rate for obvious reasons, so that's out. <clears throat> New Hampshire is a low tax and no tax state. Could you live in New Hampshire? Um, I don't want to live in New Hampshire. It's too cold, but the crime... All right, so, you, so you're limiting yourself to to the uh sun belt correct texas could you live in texas or the or the southeast i i, I want to be somewhere where um the winters aren't as long could you live in florida uh i think florida is a little bit too much of a freak show um, you know that i'm actually selling a home i own in florida i i don't i don't go there anymore I, it's, I don't want to i don't want to negate it i don't like florida i don't like the heat i don't like it's so i hate to put it this way it's there's no hills, no mountains, no landscape to look at. It's uh, a word that I use. I'll lose my audience in Florida. The whole state is banal to me, B A N A L. It just reminds me of a bad carnival with no rides. So I wouldn't move to Florida just for taxation. I mean, you want to be a tax fugitive. What is it? The main main thing of leaving California. What's the main thing that's driving you nuts? Is the crime. The, the, the politicians, right now, they, they coddled the criminals. Yeah. Uh, petty theft has been decriminalized. That's right. It was, it was Newsom. It actually started with Moonbeam, who raised the amount of money that you have to steal in, in goods to be uh, declared a, a uh, what do you call it, a felony. And as a result, breaking of cars is out of control, breaking into cars. The crime wave in California is something that if Gavin, Gavin Newsom doesn't get on top of, he's going nowhere fast. 
I mean, he'd like to be president, and he thinks his far-left policies are enough, he's wrong. Most people care about crime and punishment. Would you agree with that, Vince? Indeed, but there's no punishment here, Michael. That's the problem. Well, I can't argue with that, but I appreciate it. So that's a real, real big story. By the way, a great article came out on the climate, and John Nolte of Breitbart, a great writer, said that climate experts are 0 to 41 with their doomsday predictions. They had a 16-year-old idiot from Sweden come in and lecture Congress on the next doomsday that the world's coming to an end. The planet will become uninhabitable. But do you know this has been going on since 1967 when they said there would be a dire famine by 1975? In 1969, they said everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue stream uh, by 1989. In 1970, they said there'd be an ice age by the year 2000. I'll have more for you when I come back. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader? trying to intimidate a foreign leader if that's what happened that's appears what happened you should be looking at trump trump's doing this because he knows i'll beat him like a drum and he's using the abuse of power and every element of the the presidency to try to do something to smear me everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there oh yeah tell me lies joe no everybody didn't look at this it was swept under the rug by the media you bomb you now i tried to talk about the uh, true biden scandals here and no one cared in our number one so i went to a uh, ukrainian recipe for poroshki and we were flooded with calls on their versions of the uh, recipe if you don't want to talk about these topics and something else is bothering you what is the number one thing bothering you about the nation today whether it be government news cycle or whatever what do you feel is the most important story out there now that no one is talking about phone number here is 855-407-282 I want to give you an indicator of what's really going on. There was a thing last night called the Emmys. No, I did not watch them. Apparently, they're awards for television shows. The Emmy viewership fell to under 7 million for the first time to an all-time low. Now, let me explain something to you, and it's a little delicate for me to say it to you. It was pandering to minorities and women and gays the entire ceremony. This is a reflection of American culture today minorities, women, and gays. Now, which political party is catering to minorities, women, and gays? The Democrats. I'm going to predict that the very same thing that happened at the Emmys last night is going to happen to the Democrats because most of America are not composed, America is not primarily composed of gays, women, and minorities who are left-wingers. As the Emmys have shown, the viewership is down. And I think the support for the Democrat policies that cater to the very same demographics will show the very same thing. 
Now, if you care to talk about any other topics, the phone number here is 855-407-282. And while you're dialing, I'll be wiling about the doomsday predictions that are now circulating. They sent a little girl from Sweden in who reminded me of the young pioneers from the Soviet era. I wouldn't say she was like a Hitler youth, but she was like a young pioneer from the Soviet era. They bring her in. The girl knows nothing about science, and she says the world's coming to an end unless we do this or that about uh, global warming. She's another one like the bug-eyed occasional cortex. They're trying to control and organize our lives. And if they don't get control, we're all going to die. In 1967, they predicted a dire famine by 1975. It didn't happen. These are put together by John Nolte of Breitbart. Great list. In 1970, we were warned that an ice age would take over the earth by the year 2000. 1970, uh, we were told we'd have water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. In 1971, the alarmist said a new ice age was coming by 2020. In 1972, the alarmists told us a new ice age was coming by 2070. In 1974, the hysterics said, space satellites show a new, new ice age coming fast. 1974, they said a new ice age is coming. 1974, the big scare was ozone, and they said there would be ozone depletion, a great peril to life. People were ready to give up their lives because of the ozone hole. Remember that? 1976, scientific consensus says the planet is cooling. We'd have famines across the planet. In 1980, remember the scare about acid rain? It was going to wipe out all the trees on the earth and kill all life in lakes. Did you remember that? In 1988, they said regional droughts would occur in the 1990s that would wipe out all food. In 1988, they said temperatures in D.C. will hit record highs. In 1988, they said Maldive Islands will be underwater by 2018. They're still not underwater. In 1989, the same uh, climate hysterics said that rising sea levels will obliterate nations if nothing is done by 2000. In 1989, the same hysterics who were trying to scare your children about global warming warned that New York City's West Side Highway would be underwater by 2019. The last anyone checked, the West Side Highway is not underwater. In the year 2000, we were warned that children will not know what snow is. The last I checked, they are still skiing. In 2002, the hysterics warned we would have famine in 10 years if we don't give up eating fish, meat, and dairy. No famine yet. In 2004, the climate hysterics said Britain will be Siberia by 2024. Now they're saying Britain will uh, boil. In 2008, they said the Arctic will be ice-free by 2018. The last we checked... There's still Arctic ice. In 2008, the climate genius Al Gore predicted ice-free Arctic by 2013. In 2009, climate genius Prince Charles, you know him with the bug ears and the nice suits? Uh, Prince Charles says we have 96 months to save the world. In 2000, How do they come up with the exact number of months and years, I wonder? In 2009, the idiotic UK prime minister says there's 50 days to save the planet from catastrophe. In 2009, climate genius Al Gore moves 2013 prediction of ice-free Arctic to 2014. In 2013, Arctic ice-free by 2015. In 2014, only 500 days before climate chaos. In 1968, they warned that overpopulation will spread worldwide. Remember that nutcase from Stanford who was not yet put in a mental hospital? He's still teaching at Stanford on the full, uh, uh, full tenure.
what was his name? I forget. But uh, Paul Ehrlich warned we'd all die from overpopulation. 1970, they said the world will use up all its natural resources by 1970. 1966, they said oil will be gone in 10 years. In 1972, they said all oil will be depleted in 20 years. I can go on. Let me read you a few more. In 2005, they said Manhattan will be underwater by 2015. Can you imagine, though, if you had invested in real estate in the year 2000 in Manhattan? They said it will be underwater by 2015, 2015. In 1970, the very same climate hysterics uh, warned that urban citizens will require gas masks by 1985. In 1970, they warned that a nitrogen buildup will make all land unusable. In 1977, in 1970, they uh, said that decaying pollution will kill all the fish. In the 1970s, they said killer bees will wipe out human beings. The climate experts are 0 to 41 with their doomsday predictions. It's a great article on Breitbart by John Nolte. And yet they had the nerve to bring in young, stupid girls from Sweden to cause hysteria in America last week. If you care to talk about any other topic except this, the phone number is 855-400-7282. I found another article that may be of interest to you. A group is putting out $50 million to knock out the Republican Party in the Sun Belt. While many Democrats are focused on winning back several Rust Belt states that backed Trump in 2016, a far-left communist group plans to spend $50 million to make sure the party doesn't overlook opportunities in the Sun Belt. Take a guess who is behind it. One of the people behind it is a Hyatt Hotels heir. A Hyatt Hotels heir is part of this group to knock out the Republicans. And we put our picture up on michaelsavage.com, along with other questions such as, does a whistleblower even exist? The hate mogul Trump challenger Bill Weld suggests a death penalty for Trump. Teens kill a man in a random attack at a town fair in Maryland. Uh, the man was white. The teens were black. We're not supposed to notice that there's an epidemic right now of such crimes. Let's see what else is in the news. As Warren's popularity grows, Sanders starts to stumble. As Warren's popular, Okay, so Sanders, we know, is out of the box. It looks like Warren's the lead one here. Uh, I don't think she's a threat, and I'll tell you why. Warren is a walking exemplar of the Emmys. She uh, mouths the very same exact things that the Emmys were promoting last night. The very same crap that the Emmys try to push that got the lowest audience in history is the crap that Warren is pushing. They are not the minority. Uh, they're not the majority of voters out there. Let's see what else is out there. Warren comes under new pressure over Medicare for all and higher taxes. In a crazy rant, Joe Biden tells reporters what kinds of questions they can ask. Here's one that may appeal to you. The end of an American tradition. The Amtrak dining car is finished, again, because millennials don't sit down to eat. Apparently, they don't, they don't like dining. They don't like silverware. They don't like linens. The morons like, uh, I don't know what they like, but apparently they don't go to the Amtrak dining car. And so the Amtrak train service is getting rid of their beautiful Dining cars, tr killing off the traditional dining car to create more flexible and contemporary dining options, meaning garbage, vegan food in a box for the moronic millennials who know nothing about anything, but they just have very big mouths. 855-407-282, New York Joe, line three. Go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation. Mike, 
Michael, I just wanted to tell you that I married a super liberal. I was married for 20 years. I was totally blind. I was married at 28 years old. She was my second marriage. This girl put me through the ringer. She squeezed my brain in every way you could possibly imagine. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait I, finally, I finally feel good today. I'm finally feeling good. Someone from New York is talking real to me. Go on. So wait, you're calling to tell me you married a super liberal who drove you nuts? Michael, I tell you, I had no idea. This, every, everything that I did, she wanted to do the opposite. If I tucked my sheets in on, on my side of the bed... She pulled them out. If I said it was black, she said it was white. Then if I switched to two years later, and if I said it was white, she said it was black. <laughs> and I said, I said. Wait, wait, hold on. This is too good to believe. Now, wait a minute. You must have really suffered all these years. How many years were you, were you suffering with this woman? 20. But why'd you, wait so, why'd you wait so long to finally pull the plug? Because I'm a Christian. Because it says in the Bible, a man shall love his wife like Christ loves the church. I took it literally. Okay. Yeah. Well, watch out for taking the Bible. Watch out for taking the Bible literally. Look, look what happens when Muslims do that. Look out. Very, yeah. Look very, out, Michael. I so went to- how, how did it finally come to an end? How did you finally come to, to 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 terms that it isn't working? What happened was, my therapist said to me, he says, Joe, he says. All in all, you have to make your own decisions. Well, who, who said this to you? And, Michael, jo- listen to me. Joe, wait, wait. Who told you that? Who said that to you? My therapist. It was, it was, a, it was a Christian therapist. How long were you in therapy as a result of this bad marriage? I was in therapy for over 10 years. I went to every AA group. You now, I'm going to ask a question. I'm not trying to be a I'm wise guy. I, I'm going to ask a question. I'm not going to be a wise guy. And I'm asking it because I'm very curious. When you first met her, were you in love with her? Absolutely. Was she in love with you for sure? I, I don't know. I think she liked the fact that someone liked her. I think she liked the fact that after, a, I think it was a year, I gave her a ring. Okay. But I, was she an attractive woman when you met her? Oh, she was gorgeous. Did she let herself go over time? She let herself go because, you know, we had the baby and this and that. But now, you know... She, well, you know, wait a minute. I have an old standing joke that people marry young Ukrainian women. Uh, you know, they come over from Ukraine or Russia. In their 20s, you could drop dead looking at them. They're so beautiful. Then you marry them, and five years later, they look like Stalin's housekeeper. And they're not. Michael, I told her we were, when we were engaged, I said to her, I says, you know, I says, I have a lot of problems from when I was younger. From the, from the way I... Uh, let, let's cut to the chase. Did you, ha- did you have sex with her after 10 years? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Oh, wait. So you still had carnal relations, even to the end? Uh, up, until, up until maybe uh, two years. But, Michael, listen to me. I told her, I, I said, listen, I said, you seem to know a lot, okay? Because she was six years older than me. Our family was all democratic. So why are you telling me all of this? Why do you think I should hear this? Because you said call in for, you said call in for, call in for anything else besides all these dates. Oh, anything except Biden and the Ukraine. So you're, you're calling to tell me about a rotten wife you had for 20 years. Good. No, I'm, no, sure, no, I'm, no. You know, I'm sure people are laughing, but they shouldn't laugh. Anybody, you, wa- you wasted a lot of years. How many children did you have? 
One. Michael. Is, wait, I, no, wait. Is the child healthy or a nutcase? Oh, gorgeous. Michael. No, wait. Is the child healthy with a bad marriage like this? It's a fertility procedures. You're not answering me. Is your child healthy having grown up with such <laughs> hatred? And I, right. I got to go. I'm getting a migraine and I'm coughing. I, I got to take a break. Savage. All right, so the fake Ukraine scandal hasn't died down yet. In fact, Trump now said Republicans would be getting the electric chair if they did what Joe <laughs> Biden did. You know, you got to admit something. Don't you love that we have a fighter for president? Whether you like him or don't, don't you love that he's fighting and he doesn't give up? I love that part of him. Now, I want to go back to a main point I made in the last hour, and I want you to find out if I'm wrong or right as time goes on. The Emmys. I don't watch them because I'm not interested in goons. I don't like goons anywhere. I don't like drug addicts. I tend not to tune into drug addicts, whether it's Academy Award drug addicts or Emmy drug addicts. I don't watch them. It's the lowest form of humanity are watching things like Emmys and, and Academy Awards. So America watches these things in general, and there are ratings for them. Well, the Emmys came out last night, and the ratings were the lowest in history. What am I saying? Did you notice what they pandered to or who they pandered to, what demographics they pandered to in the Emmys? Do I have to spell it out for you again? It's the same groups that the Democrats are pandering to. The same exact groups that the Democrats are pandering to that they think will pay off at the voting booth did not pay off last night at the Emmys. Do you know why? Because the average American voter does not care about those issues. Because they're not in that demographic demographic group. And so I am making a prediction that this election could turn out to be much different than the smartest pollsters are predicting. It's far too soon to tell. This could turn out to be a landslide for Donald Trump. Precisely because he is the opposition to this pandering, to these demographics that America has had enough of. Do you understand that? They are sick and tired of hearing about the complaints. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs> 